Hello, Satyaki sir. A very warm welcome to you on our podcast. It's called the Big Small Talk, and we've created this space so that we can have industry leaders from different uh, spaces come and share their personal journeys on how they made it big. And we're extremely excited to have you here with us on board today. Thank you so much. I mean, it's definitely a very interesting platform. Um, you know, uh, if people like uh, me can come and speak to youngsters, right? And if we can uh, at least make some contribution uh, through this uh, to the student community and you know people out there, I think uh, it will be very, very, uh, a very uh, fantastic gesture. So, uh, all the best with your initiative, and uh, you know I hope. Uh, I will be able to add some value to your whole work. Thank you so much, sir. I love your perspective on our uh, podcast, and thank you so much for your appreciation on the same. So, before we start, can I talk to you about something else? Uh, Absolutely. I, I see uh, the book by Amish Sita in the background. Oh yeah, this one. Yes, sir. Sir, are you an Amish fan? Because I really love Amish Tripathi's books. Yeah, I have actually read a few of his uh, fiction. I think. Uh, his description uh, of you know the situation the characters is is so good you know very few fiction authors uh, write that way and to be honest i am not much of a fiction reader okay in this whole bookshelf you know this little one <clears throat> there is uh, only you know non fiction books i am more of a you know non fiction person and i myself write uh, in non fiction genre so not much of it but Amish has got great command. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. amazing. In fact, especially his description about places, he actually makes a place uh, very uh, imaginable, easily imaginable for a reader. Absolutely. So that no, was... this one. This one is the Sita. Okay. Uh, book two. In fact, I didn't book, pick up the book one. I picked up the book two, and I was very amazed. This is my first read of Amish actually. But it is very good. The way he has narrated Sita, right? Our impression of Sita is that of Durdarshan, you know, that kind of thing. Exactly. But the way he has narrated as a warrior princess, it's just amazing. It's very good. Yes, sir. Also, uh, Rav and Ravan, they're all, and Sita, they are all multilinear uh, books. So, you yes. can start anytime because they are all in the same timeline and yes. the lives of different people. Yes, and what helps is because we know the story, the overarching story. So it becomes, um, you know, it's it's definitely a very good read that way. But what I honestly liked is the way he characterized Sita. Yes. You know, okay, because it's very different. I, I have seen Sita in the Durdarshan times, right? So there is a very, uh, very feminine impression of Sita that generally people hold. Uh, but this one is more... Uh, you know, more appropriate in a sense how a princess should be. So it's very nice. Also a self-dependent uh, woman. Yes, absolutely. Very in tune with what's happening these days. Also, you've had a very uh, amazing uh, corporate journey, the industry journey, which is almost going to complete two decades uh, in some time. So uh, could you just take our viewers, uh, our audience through how your professional journey has been? Absolutely. So uh, I uh, started informally in the year 2002. So in some ways, it's already two decades. Okay. Uh, but yes, uh, formally, my uh, professional journey started uh, in the year 2004. So I started uh, as a techie. Uh, I joined Infosys and uh, spent some time there. Uh, then I moved to TCS. Uh, 
in tcs uh, i was very fortunate to get opportunity where i got to see the business side of things and uh, you know once i saw that side of things um, other than technology uh, there was this sudden itch in me to do an mba so i went ahead and uh, again uh, you know fortunately i was able to uh, be part of i am lucknow where i completed my mba and then uh, i joined uh, deloitte consulting i was in the us india offices so i used to you know distribute time in india and in the us uh, then i moved to kpmg kpmg to geo geo to novartis so one role led to the other one job led to the other and one company led to the other so this has been the professional journey uh, when i <clears throat> so in uh, april 2021 um actually uh, not april 2021 in may 2021 i quit my job uh, in the corporate and i decided to turn myself into an author uh, i thought that there is something in me uh, which is really you know fighting with myself to get out and uh, be published so i wrote a book and then i became a published author and then um, after that um, i also have uh, my own uh, company it's called focus minds Uh, where i am focused on uh, igniting minds uh, in the career development mentorship coaching you know all these kinds of areas specifically focused on career so this has been the journey so far and uh, very many interesting things uh, have happened in between especially the last one year has been you know uh, on very very fast track so i will talk more about it as we will progress in the podcast Sure, sir. I mean, I'm sure an entrepreneurship space gives you a lot of opportunity to handle different types of situations and pressures, and also explore uh, what potentials or interests you might have. Right. Yes, so, let's explore that in the podcast now. Uh, but sir, now that you've mentioned MBA and entrepreneurship and corporate, I'm intrigued to ask. Uh, so, for a person uh, doing an MBA or an MBA aspirant uh, who's eyeing to do or get into the space of entrepreneurship. what do you recommend do you actually recommend the person to be in the corporate for a couple of years or just dive into the entrepreneurship area very interesting question tripti so uh, see both the approaches have their own pros and cons okay so let me just quickly touch upon them so when you are uh, you know a fresher and you want to uh, be an entrepreneur uh, so there is this uh, huge hunger okay and then there is a tremendous amount of energy enthusiasm all of it is there and the most important part you are still not very exposed to the perks uh, available in a corporate job so that makes uh, you know your mind uh, more uh, you know more tuned towards trying out something uh, but it has a disadvantage also because you you know sometimes you know people lack that experience you know coming from an academic world uh, in an academic world what happens everybody gets the same question paper right but life doesn't give you the same question paper so real world works very differently so that that experience will not be there so you want to make mistakes more mistakes learn from them and correct what happens in a corporate job if you do a corporate job and then choose to become an entrepreneur first and foremost the advantage is you get a close peek at how the uh, the companies are run right you understand you know various aspects of a company and then you also develop some sort of expertise which will help you you know do your entrepreneurship in a more planned way but the biggest negative point of doing a job and becoming an entrepreneur is 
you get an addiction, the biggest addiction of mankind, which is called salary. Okay. The comforts of the salary hitting every month into your bank account is a very difficult thing to give up. It's a, it's an addiction. Okay. Now, having said this, frankly speaking, you know, to me, it doesn't matter which one one chooses. What matters to me is the intent. Okay. So if a fresher or an experienced guy is doing a startup because you know what everybody else is doing it, then that's a wrong intention. Okay. If a person, again, a fresher or an experienced person just wants to do a startup because he wants to play the valuation game, he has seen people raise money and then make an exit. He wants to do that way. That's again, a wrong intention. You should do a startup irrespective of, you know, your age, your experience. Provided you have a right proposal, you have a right proposition and you really feel that you can create a value proposition for your class customers, for your stakeholders. Only then you should delve into this entrepreneurship. See, very nice. If I went, were to summarize it, right? See, people say corporate jobs are that race. Okay. They are like, you know, running, you're running in a race. But believe me, you know, whether it is entrepreneurship or is it corporate job, it is a race in both the place. Okay. You have to decide which race you want to run. And more importantly, you have to decide how fast you want to run. If you can figure this out, I think it is, it is immaterial whether you are a fresher or you are a, you know, experienced guy taking the plunge. It, it really doesn't matter. So after that, you really summed it up pretty well. And even I am very clear about the two perspectives you've given uh, to my question. Uh, but then delving a little deeper into it, I mm -hmm. see that you've taken the second route. You've worked in the corporate for a couple of years and then you've moved out of it to start your own venture. So, sir, I'm sure in the long run in the corporate that you've had, you also faced a lot of different situations and gained a lot as a person. So I want to know what were the lessons that you have learned from the corporate? So, uh, you know, I have spent about close to two decades and, uh, you know, as you mentioned, I have, uh, you know, you might have seen, I have worked in some of the uh, big MNCs and uh, large Indian conglomerates, right? Uh, my experience has been very rich and I'm very thankful for that. What I have learned over a period of time is that, uh, you know, corporate jobs uh, or for that matter, any job, right? It unfolds uh, in, a, in a ladder pattern, okay? So the first step is when you are like, you know, fresher, you are joining this, uh, you know, job, you're like an apprentice, you need to learn, you need to sharpen your skin. And then some years passes, and then you become, uh, you know, like a manager, you have a team to manage, get the deliverables done. Then you become a manager, you spend some more time. And then finally, you make a jump into a leadership role where you are a leader within the organization. Lot of us, including me, when we started, right, we felt this is like a continuous upward journey. It is not. It is a ladder step where you have to jump from one step to the other. At every step, there is a certain expectation expected out of you as a working professional. So you need to be very clear what is expected out of me when I'm an apprentice, what is expected out of me when I'm a master craftsman, and what is expected out of me when I am a leader. So not only knowing that, you also have to understand and accept that this change from one level to the other is not going to be automatic. You have to really work hard for it. And in the process, people generally, what I have seen, they engage so much on the outcomes 
that they actually lose out on the fun uh, that a corporate job can provide it can be fulfilling it can be engaging that that particular point of view goes out and it becomes very stressful on a day to day basis so this is something what i have learned and this is also you know one of, one of the premise of my book so author i'll definitely keep that learning in my uh, mind as uh, i start my corporate journey soon uh, so sir you spoke about uh, the way a person moves in the corporate from being an apprentice to a master and then a leader so i'm sure in the journey that you've had there were many obstacles there were uh, projects from where you learned a lot tell yeah. some examples of those obstacles or problems if there are any and what were the specific learnings or skills you developed because of those see uh, when you work in corporate right so either you will be working in client facing roles or you will be working in uh, you know roles uh, which are more internal focused right so when you are working in a internal focused kind of roles the biggest challenge is you know the proposals you make to the senior management you would work very hard you know you would create that business plan you would create that uh, you know profit profitability model business model etc etc and then you submitted for approval after a long hard you know journey uh, this proposal gets rejected so there is a lot of uh, disappointment which happens when you are working with uh, internal Uh, you know internal focused work when you are working with clients some of the clients uh, are very difficult to handle okay so the slightest of uh, slip from your end and they are like all over you so there is a lot of skill that need you need to understand you know how to navigate your way when you are dealing with uh, you know that kind of client so um, you know i remember i can talk about one project Uh, where um, you know uh, we were making a presentation uh, to the client who was on a client visit to our office and um, somehow uh, the team so this is a old client so somehow the team felt uh, that uh, you know you know what it's okay we can just show them anything and then we are okay because they were banking on the relationship that they knew the client before but last minute the client changed and a new sponsor came so this guy was new and when we showed him you know stuff that was already shown to them some time back he really got wild he said you are just showing me things that you have already shown so it took a lot of uh, you know a lot of uh, skill a lot of expertise to really calm him down and then you know present something which was what he was looking for so such you know situation slip out of hand very very quickly so you know that that's what i mean basically based on the situation you have to act and it comes slowly to you as you mature in your uh, you know journey got it sir got it so thank you so much for giving this very wholesome uh, view of your corporate journey and how it has been how it's shaped you uh, so moving forward i want to understand about your entrepreneurial journey so mm-hmm. what was it that motivated you to start something of your own so uh, the see i don't have anything against a corporate job okay i'm not one of those guys who was like fed up with corporate job and he wanted to start something of my own i in fact firmly believe that a corporate job can provide immense opportunity and can be very fulfilling both personally and financially okay you know if you play the game right otherwise you will burn out so there is no point so that was not definitely my case so what made me switch into an entrepreneur uh, journey right so back in april 2021 right 
uh, I lost my mom to COVID. Uh, she had COVID and she passed away. And uh, I too had COVID, uh, you know, the severe one. I had fungus, bacteria, you know, whatnot. And I was very sick. So it is, you know, the combination of these events, uh, which led me relook at life in a very different way. I thought that, uh, you know, I always had some ideas about, uh, you know, starting something of my own, but it never happened because I was very happy with the way my career was going on. But this very incident, right, it, it sort of, you know, gave me a perspective that everything is little, you know, temporary here, right? Our whole journey is temporary here. So why regret? Why not give it a shot? Uh, that is where I thought that, okay, uh, let me, you know, jump into this. Uh, and uh, the beauty of it is if it doesn't work, I'll figure out something else. So that, that's, that was the basic idea with which I jumped into the entrepreneurship journey. Wow, sir, I understand that it must have been a very difficult emotional journey as well. Absolutely. See, my whole objective now is I want to experience very many things, okay? And uh, something probably, see, we come from a time, right, when it was mostly, you know, you study well, uh, you get into good colleges, you pass out, you get a good job and, you know, you happily retire at the end of whatever number of years. Even at our times, uh, you know, this startup ecosystem was not buzzing enough so i'm not i'm not blaming the environment i'm saying this is how you know i was conditioned but when this personal event happened it shook me and it started and i started looking at it from a different perspective i am more after you know how to gain a more fulfilling more engaging more enriching experience in life that is what i'm after right now wow so that sounds very uh, amazing and uh, exciting to me too. And interestingly, if I may add, so what am I doing? So the very corporate job, right? Uh, I have seen when I look at people, people struggle in jobs, okay? They get stressed. They don't know why they are stuck. All these problems I have seen firsthand, which is where when I thought that I'll do something of my own, the immediate idea of you know giving back to the corporate sector in this way clicked in my mind. I really want to make a difference uh, to people who are already working, who are stuck. And I also want to make a difference to the student community who are just getting into the corporate jobs. I'll talk about it even more later if the context arrives. Yeah. So, uh, on that note, we can uh, have a little more insight about what Focus Mind is about. Can you please elaborate mm -hmm. on what your aim, uh, I mean, we have already spoken about what the basic idea was. What really is the everyday life and the work that Focus Mind does? Absolutely. So uh, what Focus Minds is uh, focused on is igniting minds, as I said, right? Uh, when I was in the corporate, um, you know, we used to have interns coming to us and uh, working with us. But many a time what we found that we have to spend a lot of time bringing them up to the speed of corporate world. Okay. The knowledge levels are uh, very academic. Uh, I won't say deficit. I would say it's very academic. And, uh, you know, it is like that only people who do not have work experience. And then, you know, let's say they get into business studies, the knowledge will be, you know, more academic. So what is lacking is, you know, some sort of handholding, which will help them, you know, get the right conditioning that happens in the corporate world. So this is where I identified my opportunity number one, which is I want to reach out to students when they're in the college 
and I want to help them transition into corporate roles, look at their own curriculum in a very different way. So what I do for them, I organize workshops. I go to colleges and I do workshops. Okay. And these workshops are not your standard uh, soft skill workshops. Okay. They are, they are more around, uh, you know, how to um, basically, you know, transition into a corporate by bringing your academic knowledge into how the corporate world works. So as a result, what will happen is when the student gets in into the corporate world, he is much more you know, confident. For example, in these workshops, I talk about networking, right? If you ask anybody, you know, everybody will say, yeah, networking is very important, but what are they doing about it? If you ask them, then there is no answer. Other than LinkedIn, there is nothing that they're doing, right? So these are some of the nuances I, I touch upon when I do these workshops. Right. So I want to make them understand what really is valuable in a corporate world. So this is, this was my opportunity. Number one, what is the next opportunity? So people are already working in the corporate. It doesn't necessarily mean that they have figured it out. Sometimes they will need coaching. Sometimes they will need mentoring, right? All these are not available, you know, to these people. If you look at in the market, there is, you know, there are many coaches and all available, but that market is not very well developed. People are still not willing to take help for their careers. They want career advice like stock tips. Okay, stock good They don't want to really invest in their career. And that is the mind shift, mind shift that I want to do. I want people to understand that it is okay to take help. In fact, it is better. Why you know go in circles and you know then achieve your result three years later? when you can do the same thing with the help of a mentor in let's say six months. That is exactly what I want to do. So this is my opportunity area two, which is the working professionals. So I'm working with students. I'm working with working professionals also. My objective is to make them the best working professional in terms of their career, whether they choose entrepreneurship, whether they choose job, it doesn't matter because my fundamental principles remains valid in both the cases. So this is what I do. Wow, sir. So you can, you can call it more like a mission uh, that I want to really bring up, uh, you know, if I can stretch it a little bit uh, up, I want to really bring our young India to a level where the, you know, skill levels are very high. Wow, sir. Especially last part where you put it as a mission. Uh, on that note, I have to say that it's a very bold and warm set at step at the same time when you choose to do something of your own and right. then you make it about the people so that they can do the best that they can. In so, fact, it ties back to my point that why am why should one do a startup? You know, the intent has to be very clear. I'm not saying that I want to do social service, but I want to offer this service so that, you know, people can benefit out of it. And I have an intent and I really feel that there is a value that I create for the student community and for the working professionals. Great, sir. Uh, so, sir, now I know why you actually started a venture of your own. Mm -hmm. and what were, what are those areas you're working on in? But uh, on an everyday basis, now that you've come out of the corporate, there is a lack, uh, there must have been a lack in the lifestyle or the structure of your everyday patterns. Because, you know, in the corporate, you have this thing of fixed work hours, reporting to someone else. So you eventually fall into a pattern, but right. then that gets disrupted when you're in your own venture. Mm -hmm. So it takes a lot of motivation for any person to 
stay as more as uh, enthusiastic in his or her entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to know uh, currently what is that best part or that great part about your work that keeps you motivated to continue with the same rigor as you must have started it with. Very interesting question. So I'll split it in two parts. Okay, the second part is where I'll actually address your question about you know what motivates me on a day-to-day basis, right? Let me just first talk about how you how you rightly mentioned this transition. Okay, honestly speaking, uh, you know when I was in Novartis, I was in a very uh, very very busy global role. Okay, uh, my day would typically start. Uh, I was working with the Europe team, right? So I used to my day would start my India time, and will go all the way till the Europe time. Okay, so I used to work 13, 14 hours in that sense. Okay. The same was the story in all my previous uh, corporate jobs. I used to enjoy and uh, the beauty is I also had work-life balance. So I never cribbed about my job in that sense. Okay. But when I moved into uh, an entrepreneurial uh, life, the first thing I uh, used to do was get up in the morning and think, what will I do today? Okay. That was the amount of time which got freed up. And honestly speaking, because it happened very fast for me, I never really thought what will I do with that time. So initially, to be very honest, I wasted a lot of time. Okay, I was just enjoying my freedom. There is no boss to report to. There is no deliverables. There is no targets to chase. Okay, so this the feeling was awesome. And I started writing my book and I was like, you know, one page I will write and then I will see around and I'll see that who is looking at me. Nobody's looking at me. So let me not write. You know, then I'll go on Netflix, I'll do something. I'd, I'd taken all OTT subscriptions at that point of time. Okay. Point is the journey of an entrepreneur is a very lonely journey. You cannot imagine how much it takes every day to really get up and motivate yourself and then, you know, do things because you do 10 things out of which nine will be utter failures. Okay. And one of them will succeed. So I'll give you an example also. So in, in between, I thought that, you know, it will be good for my brand if I do some YouTube videos, some interview tapes, et cetera, et cetera. Failed miserably. I mean, some of my videos have got three views, probably me, my wife, and maybe my daughter. You know, it has failed till that level, but it has taught me a lot of things. So what I'm trying to tell you is this journey is an extremely lonely one. You have to keep motivating yourself each and every day about the good things that you like about it, right? And subsequently, we started seeing traction. We started looking at workshops. We started uh, reaching out to people. You know, people connected with us. Took, took, take, they've taken our subscription for mentorships, et cetera, et cetera. So what makes me, you know, tick? So when people come, right, when I interact with them, uh, there is a lot of, uh, you know, pain. There is a lot of uh, confusion. There is a lot of blockages that people talk about. And you will be surprised how senior people also have blockages. We tend to think that, you know, when you grow senior, your problems will go away. You know, they just morph. They have their own demons to handle. And when you talk to them and when you, you know, counsel them, coach them on different ways and the the results they produce and they come back and tell you, you know, this is started working for me. When you see, you know, a gloomy person in session one to a smiley person in session three, You know, that's the reward. That's what keeps me going every single day. I think it is more about connecting with people. It is more about knowing them and 
being able to help them right that's what uh, makes this whole process very amazing and it keeps me ticking actually to be honest well thank you with the last three answers i think i've got a very uh, wide view of what an entrepreneur needs the motivation the basic skills uh, what your motivations were and in specific talking about your venture so thank you so much for those answers uh sir so now you've mentioned your book which is called work workmanship and women mm-hmm. can you tell us something more about that yes so uh, this book also happened uh, during my entrepreneurial journey itself right in fact i quit because my first take on what will i do after i quit was to write a book okay uh, so this book uh, is in the workplace uh, genre where uh, you know i'm talking about exactly the three levels that i mentioned earlier in the in the call right uh, it talks about uh, you know apprentice phase master craftsman phase and then the leadership phase why so because in my career right i have seen very many talented young people you know joining the workforce very motivated very enthusiastic to make a mark but they suddenly fall through the gap because what happens you know you are so enthusiastic you think that it is you know the corporate job is some harvard case it is not you know it's not a case study it's a real life so what happens is you know you join the workforce and you miss the promotion or you miss that hike or you know you see your uh, friend getting treated in a better way and then you lo- lose your sight of the you know thing and then as you progress most of them lose sight of the goal and then they fall through the crack which led me to look at the other side so when i looked at the other side i saw there are some people very few people who are you know getting the hikes getting the promotion getting rewarded and that too you know they also have the very best work life balance you know they are with the family and they are also having the right work life balance so this made me think that uh, is having a stellar corporate career only a privilege for a few the answer is definitely no so what is wrong then which is where you know i started my research i spoke to people i spoke to seniors i spoke to those achievers and i spoke to the managers of those achievers to understand you know what is the signal they are giving so there were a lot of insights and i thought that why not you know bring this insight in some sort of a structure and framework so that it can benefit people not only just youngsters but people who are already working they can always reflect uh recorrect their course of action so this more like a tool pack more like a you know um compass uh, for the corporate people this this book okay sir so i think i've got an answer to what my next question will be already but then i'll <laughs> ask it for clarity anyway so you say that the book is for not just young people but for people who have already spent a lot of time it is for the corporates but then corporates is uh, again a very broad term Mm-hmm. so is there a specific target audience uh, the corporate or is it for the whole corporate mm-hmm. so i, so, I think... again a very interesting question i think uh, what you are probably telling is uh, you know there is a marketing area there is a finance area you know how is this book going to be applicable right see uh, the book or you know my thought process whichever way right it is it is basically a industry function agnostic thought process 
right? So I will just delve a little bit deeper into it. So when you are studying, right, or when you are working, there is too much focus on skills. You know, you hard skills and soft skills. Okay, but I think there there is absolutely no focus on what is known as the professional quotient. It is you how you engage with your team, how you engage with your client, how you engage with your bosses, the experience that you generate. I am talking about that. That is called professional experience, and that professional quotient. is independent of where you work whether you work in the banking industry whether you work in the manufacturing industry versus you mark uh, work in you know finance function marketing function operations function it is immaterial of that because i am not talking about hard skills and soft skills those things are more industry agnostic more industry specific you know a certification in banking is useful in banking it's not useful in marketing so that's like a hard skill right and soft skills is of course your communication etc etc time management etc but i am talking more about the professional quotient and exactly this is what differentiates a great career from an average and ordinary career that is exactly the recipe if you can figure out what is your pq and how the pq changes with time i mean as a fresher you will have a certain pq but when you are like a leader your pq changes right because the way you will work will also change so all of this is very very critical and this is what my book is trying to preach uh, i would say preach is not the right word this is what my book is trying to uh, educate people sensitize people that you have to look out for your own pq if you want make your pq appropriate at your level then you will see you know others uh, claiming a you know a better badge in terms of you know promotions in terms of hike etc etc plus that is very interesting uh, i got to know something uh, new today so thank you for that i'll definitely uh, try to gain more insight on what professional question really means and so so moving forward you shared why you've done what you've done in life be it your corporate journey be it your entrepreneurship mm-hmm. i want to know what your motivations were to write the book okay this is also very interesting so you know you keep thinking but at one point of time something triggers this right so i i'll talk about that so what happens is um, we, when we sit uh, with our peers right uh, invariably after a few minutes we start cribbing about the job okay the boss is not good this is not good this crap work and all this kind of things we keep saying okay so you know when i attended or when i was part of those sessions it felt very natural to crib okay but when i started observing them i thought that why are people cribbing when the mistake is their own <laughs> okay which is where i realized that let's try this out with uh, seniors and then let's try this out with team members so when you talk to people informally even if it's your senior they will open up they will also crib with you so i understood one underlying theme that you know generally people uh, think that everything will happen in a in a way that uh, they would have thought about it or things will good things will keep happening to them right but when you do this you are actually living your career uh, like a you know ludo game where you know the dice will decide what how many steps you can go forward okay that's not what you want you want to be more in charge right more in charge of your career so which is where uh, you know it uh, triggered a thought that uh, you know why not uh, look at 
writing something uh, like a GPS. Okay. So just like how the Google map does, right? So when you go, you know, go five kilometers, take a right and take a left. So my book is exactly like this. What it does is it tells you what are the challenges, what are the expectations, what are the motivations that can happen to you uh, when you are at an entry level, when you are at a manager level, and then when you are at a leader level. What, what things can go wrong? What things can go right? How can you change your attitude? How can you work on your PQ at each of these stages? So just to give you an example. So when you are fresh, right, out of the college, you go and join. There's hardly any responsibility. Hardly any responsibility. You're like, you know, this salary, great. I'm going to spend it all, right? We all do that. And then when you reach your next level, which is the managerial level or the master craftsman level, as I call it, that's when you'll most probably go the family way. You'll get married. Now, now you are based out of uh, Pune and this uh, guy is based out of Bangalore. So you're like a long distance couple now. So did you foresee this before? No, it happened. So most people lose the plot because things happen to them. They have not really built that awareness. And I was trying to build that awareness with this book. So all of these events were like, you know, getting pent up within me. I wanted to create, you know, that kind of um, directions uh, for people. And, um, you know, suddenly one day I thought that, okay, I have some time now, so let's start writing. So I used to write one page and then I couldn't move forward. And then one person suggested, another author suggested that you keep writing, you don't refine. So we have a tendency to make things perfect, right? So I would write one page, edit it and re-edit it and re-edit it. So I was not moving forward. So he told me that you just write, editing can happen later. And then I suddenly started writing and I completed the book in about four months. I completed the book. Wow. And then of course, editing, proofreading, a lot of things happened and Eventually, the book came out in February 2022, this year. Wow, so this sounds really great. So uh, we've understood what the whole process was for writing the book. I want to know what happened after it. So your book reached uh, the number one position in Amazon's bestseller in the workplace category. Mm -hmm. So that must have been a very huge thing. And how has that impacted your life now? Absolutely. So, uh, you know, when I started writing the book, uh, I had this premise that uh, in the age of uh, this video on demand and uh, OTT, I mean, who is going to spend time reading a book? I really believed in it, okay? I never thought that people read books. Only people like us who are like more serious, they are probably the ones who read books. I used to think like that, okay? But then, you know, I wanted to be a writer. I wanted to be an author. So I had to express myself, right? So I wrote this book. And then uh, it got published. And of course, I did social media, you know, posts and all that. Luckily for me, you know, people believed and uh, people bought this book. Okay. And uh, it suddenly, you know, one friend of mine sends me this picture that uh, there is this, uh, you know, bestseller rank. And my book was steadily moving upward. So as it was moving upward, I was wondering, you know, till how far it will go. Because I'm not a known author, right? I don't have any brand or anything. Even if you look my social media, it is just starting to gather momentum. So imagine one year back what it would be, right? So not many people knew me. So I was not sure where it is going. But slowly it started climbing. It climbed to uh, from 20s to uh, number 8 position. Then from number 8 to number 3 position and to number 3 to number 1 position. So when I saw this for a minute, I couldn't just believe that you know it has happened. 
and then you know my own hypothesis was uh, very you know uh, very pleasantly broken that people do read books okay but <clears throat> being the best seller how it has helped so first of all there was a lot of recognition there was a lot of um, you know branding around it which happened uh, i started uh, speaking at various forums a lot of colleges invited me as guests uh, etc and then i also happened to speak at uh, international forums also uh, in that sense right so so that is definitely one thing happened it helped my business also because uh, you know with authorship comes authority in that particular area so uh, i started um, you know my business started improving as well. but i think uh, what really stands out for me uh, you know even beyond uh, best sellers okay is how my readers have bonded with the book so i have got my email id so people send me that but uh, interesting incident i want to narrate it will take 2 minutes but very interesting thing so this book okay this book uh, is called uh, practical work workmanship and winning practical hacks to living an engaging and fulfilling corporate life okay one fine day i get a message uh, from a school teacher okay and this school teacher is of course uh, in one of the elite delhi schools okay so the school itself runs like a corporate but i had never imagined that you know this book will be picked up by a school author a school teacher and she had narrated incident that she is apparently was appearing for her uh, promotion and uh, she quoted this book and uh, you know there are certain things she was trying to you know convey Uh, etc etc and actually she got the promotion so she was so elated and she wanted to give all the credit back to me in a sense that she was saying that okay you know it is because of you and all that i said it's not because of me but because of your own you know appreciation of what i have written and that's what made you stand out but the thing is you know these kind of incidents actually tells you that you know your work was appreciated what you wrote had meaning had purpose and which is why you know people are finding it meaningful and that's what you know makes me feel very happy more than the best sellers and the other opportunities i've been getting after that so uh, yes i mean long story short uh, opportunities have opened up various different kinds of opportunities like this one right when i'm talking to people like you connecting with young minds this definitely i see as an opportunity so all of this has happened post Uh, you know this uh, you know best seller thing earlier you know in a corporate job i never thought of uh, you know doing this in fact i can give you in writing if i would have not quit i would have not written this book i just barely didn't had time but now i understand that you know there is no time is a wrong concept you have to find time Uh, sir, having said that, it's all the more a privilege for us to have you on board and for me to interact with you Uh, so you rightly said that there must be a lot of points in the book which has made the audience connect with it so much, and they are giving uh, this love to you and to your book. Uh, so, but what really interests me is the title of the book. It's called Work, Workmanship, and Winning. So, what was the idea behind it? And you say workmanship, like it's a craft, it's a skill. So, can you just elaborate it? Elaborate on what was the idea behind the title of the book and how you happened to choose this? Very interesting. So, I have had so many interviews, right? I have had interviews with Money Control also, 
but they have not asked me this question okay i have been probably itching to tell them but they never asked me this question so see uh, work workmanship and winning right each word has a purpose uh, which is why i chose the title okay i didn't do you know the authors seo scm for this this title i chose myself because you know i was too naive to start with at that point of time in in my author journey but what i was thinking was see work is something that we all have to do whether job or entrepreneur or whichever way solopreneur whichever way you want to put it so work is definitely something that uh, occupies uh, almost 75% of our working hours right 24 hours out of that uh, almost 15 16 hours is our, where we are you know awake and we do things right so that's definitely you know central to who we are the work workmanship refers to the quality right let's say in the context of the country also there are so many people but there is a lack of skill you know even if you go to a simple case of you know speaking to a customer service representative many times you know you don't like the experience because the person is not adequately skilled so workmanship refers to how skilled you are at your work okay and the third part is winning winning doesn't come if you just do work and workmanship winning takes something different leadership is something different so the three things align with the three phases which i mentioned in the book work aligns with the apprentice phase where you will be judged based on the deliverables workmanship is aligned to the master craftsman phase where how good your delivery is going to be judged you know how skilled you uh, how skillfully you navigated that and winning is associated with the leadership phase so that is where the three names and the three ladders of corporate world Wow, so this sounds really interesting. I can't wait to read the book myself. So I would definitely appreciate a review or a you know thoughts uh, comments from you. <laughs> I'll definitely get back to you once I read the book. And uh, so thank you for answering my question. And I think we've covered a lot in terms of your journey. We went through your corporate journey, your entrepreneurial venture, and your book. So that has really given me a lot of insights about how a person really advances in uh, his or her professional journey. Uh, so thank you so much for that. Uh, now that we are you know close to the concluding part of this podcast, mm-hmm. uh, can you just share more about the professional opportunities in the future? What are the new age career options that students like us and you know young people in the professional journeys can look forward to mm-hmm. very interesting question again you know I, I i must say the way you have chosen these questions and as you speak you are basically forming them it's it's really amazing you have good skills okay just to so let me see if i can give you a different perspective on you know how i want to look at things okay uh, so from a new age career perspective i think there are two clear trends emerging okay uh, the first one is how companies are hiring okay so back in the us uh, what people are doing is companies like google facebook facebook etc they are saying that uh, you know we don't rely on the degrees anymore okay which college you come from it is immaterial for us as long as you demonstrate the skills that we need for the job so you see the shift right so there is you know no worry now even a so called tier 3 college student can be on equal level playing field 
competing with a so-called tier one school, right? So that distinction is going away and that distinction is moving back to the individual, to the person that is you, how good you are. It depends on that only. It has not happened immediately, but it will happen in the future for sure. Okay. So that's one clear trend I can see happening. So, which is why, you know, you need to keep working on your PQ other than your skills. The second thing, uh, which has, uh, which is uh, what I have observed is again, career choices. Okay. So as I see, you know, in the post COVID era, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, are still doing the nine to five uh, in a job, but uh, many uh, are actually quite happy in doing a, you know, freelancing job, right? They don't want to move out of uh, their place. They want to be working remotely. They don't want to go to office, right? These kind of career choices never existed before. Now people want to do, you know, this freelancing kind of things. Companies are also open to that kind of work, right? And uh, of course, entrepreneurship is like evergreen. So uh, people will, you know, you will see more and more people, more of the older people are also joining into, joining into the bandwagon. So definitely, you know, these three uh, career choices are open. The second one, freelancing, I would call it as a solopreneur. People are trying to experience different things. Uh, so uh, that, that career option is also open. Even youngsters are choosing that. So definitely, you know, it's there. But <clears throat> the point is, uh, how do you uh, manage in the new age, right? So fundamentally, whether it is, uh, you know, new age, old age, medieval age, it doesn't matter. Certain fundamental principles relating to your work your workmanship remains fundamental, okay? They do not change with time. So I will just leave you guys with those five things, which I feel is very appropriate, you know, for young people to pick up. The first one is uh, invest in yourself to improve, okay? You keep on working yourself, you improve yourself. So in the book called Atomic Habits, I don't know if you have read, there is this mention that if you improve 1% every day, in 365 days, you will be 37% better than what you were, right? And if you don't improve, then you, you know, you decay and you become 3% of what you were at the start of the year. So self-improvement is extremely important. Focus yourself so that, you know, you do things better each and every single day so that you keep on evolving. The second piece, which I want, you know, for people to be aware is that you need to add value to in activities that you do. It doesn't matter whether it's a small activity or a large activity or a very impactful activity. Value addition can happen in mundane activities. Just to give you an example. So one of my um, you know, senior bosses had once asked uh, a junior guy to go and get the prints. So there were like 10 pages of prints. So he just went and got them. So I was looking at him and he looked at me and then he said, see, even in small tasks, how can you add value? I said, what is there to add value? So he said he could have actually stapled it, right? Then I said, huh, he could have stapled it. Then he could have at least asked me whether I want the printouts in single pages or, you know, back to back. He could have asked me that. He could have run a spell check. He could have, you know, checked with me whether I want color prints. So there is so much of value add in a mundane task like printing. So you can imagine how much value add you can do to bigger tasks, right? So that's point number two. Point number three is keep pace with time, okay? Yesterday was me beating you, okay? And you beating me. It was a competition between you and me. Today and tomorrow, it is about how we can collaborate. 
and do the same job in half the time how we can together work and bring value so it is competition no more between you know you and me it is a competition which is within us and the way forward is a collaboration fourth part is of always try to be part of the solution whenever we are difficult we have we face a difficult problem or situation we always look at the problem but always try to see if you can bring the solution can you be part of the solution rather than part of the problem it goes a long way when you imagine the situation there is this manager and four of you you know three of them coming back to the manager saying okay this is not working that is not working but you coming back and saying that okay these are not working but here is a way where we can explore if can things work how much positive impact you will generate with one change in attitude so always try to be part of the solution not part of the problem and last but not the least you know develop work intelligence okay so whoever said work smart don't work hard doesn't know even working smart requires you to work hard but what it does is now you are more oriented towards putting your effort to bear results you are not scattering your effort hard work ka substitute is not there there is no substitute to hard work but you have to develop that intelligence that how can all the hard work i do to produce the maximum output outcome that i desire so if you maintain these five principles which i talked about irrespective of whether it is new age career or you know what will unfold you know day after tomorrow we don't know what kind of career options will come but if your fundamentals are in place you will not struggle you will be able to adapt and you will be able to make way for yourself i think that's that's what i would like to you know live with wow so thank you so much for those pieces of advice i'm sure our audience would uh, have a lot to learn from the same my personal favorite being adding value to even the mundane tasks every day we do <laughs> So thank you thank so you much. so much thank you so much and um, yeah all the very best uh, for your uh, episodes uh, and uh, uh, all the very best for your career thank you so much for having me today and uh, it was really uh, a very different experience i must say and uh, i'm just waiting for the podcast to come so that i can you know hear it <laughs> definitely sir we'll share the podcast as soon as possible and thank you for being with us today it was a joy for me to interact with you for the last couple of minutes 